It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Kulays, and welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Remy Dixon. Today, we'll be talking about the draw over the weekend with Granada, some highs, some lows, and what we can do moving forward. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you about Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink. I've been drinking this for the last couple of weeks, right before I get into some deep thinking or working, and it's been phenomenal. I personally don't drink coffee. So every now and then when you hit that 2 p.m. time and you're like dragon, this is a great non-coffee drink to help you just stay productive, stay focused, stay on top of things. It's full of natural ingredients that help improve your attention span, your ability to process and learn new information, and your memory. And if you go to www.magicmind.com slash talk, you can get up to 56% off of subscription for the next 10 days with the code BARTSATALK20. This code is only valid for a 20% discount on the one-time purchases. The website, again, is www.magicmind.com slash BARTSATALK. Crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions with Magic Mind. Link is in the show notes. So, over the weekend, Granada 3, Barcelona 3. We started off with a goal in the 14th minute by Lamina Mall, and it was a beautiful goal. I'll get to that in a second, but after that, Granada went on to score two. Robert Lewandowski put in a third at the 63rd minute. They put in a fourth, well, a third for them, um, a fourth altogether in the game at the 66th minute, and then... At the 80th, Laminia Mall pulled one back for Barca, making it 3-3 at full time. Now, it's so weird. Like, this game, I remember at the beginning thinking things were going pretty well. We started off playing pretty well, except for Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen was a little rough. Uh, I initially at the beginning thought that um, he was going to give up it's a goal because of just how erratic he was playing the ball. Now, to be honest, I didn't see this game live. I watched the African Cup of Nations final, but I watched the game back later. And I'd been trying not to see the score. I didn't keep up with any of the chatter that was going on. But then 
I opened up my Google and score was there and I saw it was 3-3. So really was surprised, kind of took it out of me. But I started watching the game later, knowing the knowledge of what the score was going to be. And seeing how Ter Stegen was passing the ball out, initially I thought, wow, it's probably going to be coming from him in some way. That wasn't specifically the case. But the whole time I was watching the game, I just kept thinking, this is one of those games that if things were going really well, we would probably just be like, oh, sucks. Like we were unlucky, you know, should have been tighter here and there, but whatever. It's it's a point from a game that, you know, we should have won, but whatever. I just feel like given where we are now, it is so much worse to tie these games uh, knowing that we are pushing for a Champions League spot. So starting out with the positives, right? Um, first positive is our young players are just just ridiculous. They are doing things right now that we so desperately need and shouldn't be asking them to do, but they're doing it and doing it well. Um, Paul Kubrarsi, that kid is so good. You see the poise, the confidence, the composure that he has um, starting in that position. I didn't think that he made any major mistakes in this game. None of the goals really felt like they were his fault. Um, if anything, I thought Inigo Martinez maybe should have been in a different place for the second goal that Granada scored. But um, it's just nice to see that this young man is playing the way that he is and we can really count on him moving forward in the defense. That's going to bode well for us down the line. But obviously, the talk of the town, the talk of the game, the player that deserves all the credit, the mean Yamal. Um, it's been it's been wild seeing how consistent he's been and he keeps he's getting better. And this game was interesting too because the defender that they had on him, I thought he was more physical with the mean than anybody else has been. And to see him really navigate that, make the moves. I mean, there was a moment where he had dropped the shoulder after a great pass and gotten the ball out. Um I, I that might have been the pass to Lewandowski that Lewandowski missed, but he got past his defender so intelligently, right? This kid is so smart on the ball. He's He's got the ability to put the ball where he wants to. He's got the ability to move the way he wants to. I don't think he's the fastest player that we've ever had, but it's how he uses his speed that he does have. You can tell he's just so smart. It's natural, but there's a lot of thinking going on in his game. And then he uses his understanding and reading of the game to then put the ball where he wants and move around the way he wants. So I thought he did a really great job of navigating this stronger and more aggressive defender on him that I feel like we've seen in a bit. That's always the fear, right? That there's going to be an aggressive defender that's going to hurt him in some way. But the kid just did a great job and he's just been getting better and better as the games go on. It's Really interesting because I think many weeks ago I said, the way Xavi plays, you need a player that is going to take over defenders or take 
take on defenders. Um, that's why Dembele was so helpful for this game when he was here with Xavi. Xavi plays defensive. You need that one player moving forward, causing chaos. And Laminia Mall is doing that in spades. He's doing it. He's, he's taking on defenders. He's getting passes across that are just right where they should be. Um, it's, it's beautiful to see. And then how can I forget? He's scoring goals. He is scoring goals. I mean, that second goal that he scored, you know, I don't think it was a foul. I think it could go either way, but to take that goal away would have been cruel. The shot from that far out, just phenomenal. The first goal was really a great team goal. I will say Cancelo's ball was just beautiful. It was great to see Yamal was on the back end there, but that was a great move. And it was really nice to see us play like that again. We had a couple of moves like that in the game. One of them, Lewandowski just could not finish off, which was just, uh, it was, that's, that's tough. You know, you hear all the things about Lewandowski not being the player that we know and or used to know. And there are moments like that where you're like, oh, damn, it's, this is really true. Lewandowski is not that guy. But then, he has a moment like the goal that he scored, which was just classic Lewandowski. Sticking with the positives, though, I think, you know, in the early parts of the game, we really did move the ball quicker. And we had success doing that. It's baffling to me to see that we then slow the ball down after we have success moving it quickly. I just don't get how that happens. I think Gundogan was a pretty big positive in this game. He was playing much further advanced than he has been in the past and linking up with Lewandowski. And that was, that was nice. It works sometimes. Um, when it works, it's, it's really nice when it doesn't, it just feels like it's, it's annoying. It's annoying to watch, right? But it feels like him and Lewandowski have a connection and putting them closer to each other might not be a bad thing and it might be helping get the best out of Gundogan um, in a Barca jersey. I also thought Christensen wasn't bad at at CDM position. It's weird to think though that he's there, he's a natural defender. That gives us five defenders, really, but I, I guess really four, because Cancelo tried to is basically playing a wing. But we had so many defenders on the pitch, and we still got three goals put in us. So that's kind of wild. It, it, there really is. It's. I mean, I think part of it is these these players have not played together. Like this is not a defense that has played together. You add Ter Stegen on there. I don't think the four players that played in defense and that goalkeeper have played together yet this season. So just. Just a really weird one when you think of it and you say, like, we are defensively set up. We have defensive players. We had less attackers on the pitch than we did defenders, technically speaking. Right? With Yamal and Lewandowski being the two forward, like, attackers, right? Pedri was in there. Gwendolyn was in there. Frankie de Jong, Christensen were all in the middle. We had less attacking players on than we did more defensive players and we somehow still got three goals put in against us. You really got to ask like what's going on there. And that kind of brings me to the negatives, right? Like 
Uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's hard to not just, just talk about how inflexible she is. I think the thing that gets me about this manager in these moments is there was a moment in the game where it was like, hey, clearly we need to actually start attacking. We need to score. We need to take off some of these defensive players. We have Rafinha. Like, we have Mark Gui. Like, why does it take so long to make changes when things are not going well? Xavi, it feels like he is so stuck on his plan A that regardless of what is happening, his plan A is still his plan until it's just very clear it's not going to work. Well, actually, it's been like 20 minutes of it not working. Then he starts putting on other things and options where you're just like, why didn't you do this earlier? Like, why wasn't Rafinha in earlier? Why did he not go with a more attacking lineup to start and then, you know, go more defensive? Why is that? Why is it that we go defensive first, then attacking once we realize that either we've lost the game or the game is tied and we need to try to salvage? That's why we score so many goals late because we actively don't try to attack until the game is almost lost. And this has been kind of a hallmark of Xavi's tenure, I feel. It's been, if the plan A doesn't score you a bunch of goals early, then you're not going to switch it up until until it's too late. And that tactical inflexibility is just, it's just something that will not serve us moving forward. And, you know, I think the English broadcast at the beginning of the game, they were talking about Xavi might actually be the best option to move Barca uh, forward next year, given the financial situation, given knowing the team and knowing the the environment and everything, and there might be a possibility that they convince him to stay. You can't watch this game and go, yes, this man needs to stay. There's positives happening. I mean, if after he had announced he was leaving, we started going on a crazy run and maybe we won the league or we came second place, then perhaps the argument could be made, but at the rate we're going, there's genuine fear we don't make the Champions League next year. And that's that's a huge question, right? Like, do you bring somebody else in? Do you do you just hold it out with Xavi and and hope that there's literally no way we can't not make that spot because we have the players and we're having players coming back? But I think what you'll find is it's it's not about the players. Yes, some of the players didn't play well and haven't been playing that well, but it's not all about the players. There's a lack of consistency in what they're told to do, who they're put next to, things like that, to where we've always argued that sometimes this team feels like they don't play together at practice, right? Um, even the idea of this, we're playing well in the first half, we're moving the ball quickly, we're doing some cool stuff, scoring a really beautiful goal, almost scoring a beautiful second. And why is that going missing for large parts of the game? Why are we playing slower and playing so differently for large parts of the game? What is happening? So that's that's the biggest negative, right? Like it's it's Xavi, it's his tactics, it's how do we move forward? Like with this manager, if he is this stubborn and we're not seeing any changes, 
I don't know. I don't know what happens. Um, I think that's the biggest negative. Like, all the things that happen individually in the game, whether they were player mistakes or whatever, like, it's hard to talk about those things without talking about how this team was set up, what changes were made, when they were made. Because it can be argued that when a team is attacking and they have this momentum and everything, if you change something, if you put another attacking player up on our team to then give us more attacking options, Granada has to slow down. They have to think, wait, now we're being attacked in different ways. Like Maybe they don't score those other goals if we have other attacking players up there to supplement Lemignemont and be dangerous, be just scary for them, give them something to think about. They didn't have that for long periods of that second half, and they did what they had to do. They they did what they had to do in those moments that they had the opportunity, and we end up gaining just one point from that game because we couldn't see far enough ahead to make the changes that we needed to take away their momentum. That's really it. Like, yes, there were individual this, that, and the other. It doesn't really matter. It's just if we're not being set up to adapt when we need to adapt, we're going to keep being put in this situation. And at this point, the stakes are too high. We need to be in that third place spot. Second, preferably. Obviously, first would be top of the list, but that's not going to happen. Not just because of how bad we're playing, but because of all the things that are going really well for the team in Madrid. And when I say really well, I mean the calls that are going their way. The, the last, there are things happening that make it feel like this league this year is meant to be won by one specific team. We're playing for a Champions League spot. We need a Champions League spot. And then people talk about we've budgeted for the quarterfinals this year. That means we have to beat Napoli. We can't even beat Granada. Like, how are we going to beat Napoli? I mean, Xavi needs to do some really different things for us to beat Napoli. But, you know, that's... We can always be positive. We're Barca fans. We have a squad. The squad is there. There are so many big questions right now, right? And a lot of people are looking towards next year now. People are talking about who do we sell, you know, who comes in and, and, and all these different things. And I would just say, I would caution everybody for jumping on that, like getting rid of player assets situation right now. I understand that we need to be ruthless and that money is going to be important, but I do think that whenever we're talking about this, we need to also focus on what's sustainable for the club. Like there are players that should be untouchable that I think a better manager would get more out of. Yes. There are a lot of players that had bad season this year, but I think a better manager gets more out of these players. I don't think they're done. I don't think they're duds. I think these are going to be the players that we need to help us come out of this rut that we're in. I don't think a whole new slate of players is going to do it. So Hopefully, the board understands that. Hopefully, there are other things that are pushed off before we're pushing players. I mean, obviously, because we love this club and the club needs to survive. If it comes down to players over the club itself, then 
we got to make the choices we got to make. But I just don't think there are going to be better players that come in. And the sad issue would be we sell some of the good players and then the players that we get to come in are not good enough. And now from a sporting level, we might have a better manager, but we no longer have the players to even compete the way we need to. So we're just at a weird place right now. It's it's a very precarious situation. And I don't know if I trust the people in charge to pull us out of it, but you know, hopefully we keep getting lucky with these Lemasia players and they stay healthy and we build this core of these young players that are hungry, healthy, and can help us compete while we get the other parts of our house in order. But that's going to be the end of it for now. Um, you know, hopefully our next game is much better than this last one. Hopefully we are gaining points moving forward. And who knows? Napoli is still up in the air, right? There's still a possibility that we could pull it together and really take it to this team. I don't know if we're going to be able to count on the youngsters to really get us through this type of a tie, but crazier things have happened. But that's it for now from me. As always, Forza Barca. Have a good week, everyone. Podcast Network.